All right. So today's today's guest, like I said, is my dear friend, Alex Nadell, who runs our technology practice. And the title of this is From Dinosaur to Digital, um, because Alex has seen it all. And so without further ado, Alex, give a little introduction about yourself, sure. where you came from and, and, and what you do now. Well, I, you know, saying I run the technology practice, that's uh, taking a lot of liberties. So the technology practice runs me. I'm here as a servant leader, and I'm yeah. trying to make sure that our team doesn't make the same mistakes that I made back in the day, right? So <laughs> I'm a strong believer in failing forward. And uh, when I think about my journey uh, moving into the IT staffing business back in 1998, uh, Prior to that, I was an HR analyst, uh, had a, a master's in IO psychology. So I had sort of the, the groundwork set for getting into a business of maximizing the person environment fit potential. But moving into the IT staffing world in 98, it was the wild, wild west. Um, I was in Knoxville. So uh, back then, my, my territory was the entire eastern part of Tennessee. And I was covering it with no cell phone. <laughs> I had, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have uh, Waze, right? I had a map, a Michelin map with a highlighter. And I would call somebody in Oak Ridge. Actually, I would talk to the receptionist. And back in the day, the receptionist was the most powerful person I interacted with on a daily basis because they held the keys to the kingdom. You had to play nice with the receptionist to get to the IT director, right? Yeah, the receptionist was the one giving you the, the directions on how to get there, you know, take a left at the, uh, the red barn, take a right on Fifth Street, uh, and then take a left at the Blue Tick Hound and our I office can't. is there. So, uh, uh, you know, I had the, uh, the cup holder filled with quarters in case I had to pull off at the gas station and make calls. Or uh, the second person I got to know were the, the gas station attendants along the way in case I got lost. So put in perspective, that's how uh, doing sales in general, but specifically being in IT staffing back in the late 90s, that's how that was rolling. So um, to talk about uh, efficiencies uh, and, and having the tooling that we have now to do the job, uh, just think about when I, when I make fun of people complaining about lack of tools or anything else, that's, yeah. that's where I'm coming from, right? Um, when we were uh, trying to find candidates, we were posting ads in the Tennessee and the Knoxville News Sentinel. So were our clients. So right. you know you, what we would do is get the Sunday paper and and go through the uh, the classifieds and cut them out and hand them out for uh, for the sales team to call. Right. Um, shut up! I'll shut up if I'm rambling. You can jump no, in. No, no. This I'm is giving so, you. So so you set the groundwork. And so I wanted you to talk about all this because you yeah. set the groundwork of what I wanted to ask you. So let's fast forward right. to cell phones and the internet and the job seeker and hiring managers, right? So again, yeah. for, for individuals who are watching this, if you have questions for Alex about essentially how this industry is involved, we're about to dive in now. Alex, let's talk about the job seeker first off. With what you've seen in the industry for 20 years, Give a little sneak, like, tell me how the job seeker should be more mindful today. Maybe how it's easier today. Maybe how it's harder today. Give a little, let's talk about the job seeker first, and then we'll dive into the hiring side of things. Sure. Well, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So, you know, on the one hand, 
yeah, the tooling, the technology, all of that is, you know, it's been 25 years, but it's as if it's been 50 years, right? With uh, geometric growth within technology. Right. Um, but on the other hand, some of the, the core principles are still the same. And, right. and, you know, I'm a traditional guy, so I'm all about the relationship. And I feel like as a job seeker, let, let's say more from the agency side, when they're trying to figure out from a recruiting perspective, you know, who do they want to have their back? You know, who can right. they trust? You know, to me, they may be talking to a few different groups to figure out which one, maybe two, they want to have assist them on, the, on their journey, right? right. Because um, if it goes well, if that relationship goes well, you know, some of the names you've read out are people I've known for 10, 15, 20 years in the industry. Right. And we keep coming back to one another. And it's because of that relationship of trust. And we, we both want to do business, um, you know, as a true partnership versus more of that transactional. And sometimes it gets to where, you know, you, you go through the numbers game and the VMSs and all the other aspects sure. that make it more of a transactional type of deal. But, um, the business can be done a lot of different ways. It's right. how you choose to do business. And if you're like me, you want to know who you're dealing with on all levels, sure. right? A trusted advisor relationship. And that's, that's both on the candidate, you know, job seeker side. And that's also on the client side, because, you know, when I work with a customer, um, I want to be able to have that relationship. I want it to be portable. So, right. you know, I might work with them at XYZ company for five years. They go over to, you know, ABC company. They're going to pull me along with them. Right. That doesn't work out. Then they're on the job market. Then I'm going to be their rep. So, um, again, if I'm rambling, cut me off. But, you know, you know, I start there. It's kind of shopping around to figure out where those relationships, where that matches as right. far as it's the approach, the style, the yep. intentionality. You know, does the recruiter do a five second call with you or a no, five second, let's say five minute, 10 minute call and that's it. Right. You know, or are they wanting, Hey, let's get together coffee, that whole thing. So I love it. So Alicia just asked this question, Alex and Alicia, thanks for tuning in, my man. I appreciate it. Uh, Alex, how have personalities changed over the years? Do people care more than they used to, or is that a myth? What has changed for the worse? That is a great question. I would, Expect nothing less than that from Alicia Novin. So um, um, I think business overall has gotten a lot less formal to some degree. Mm -hmm. And that's got a good and a bad aspect to it, right? I think, you know, keep it real, really know, let people know who you are, what you represent and so forth. Um, that could help from a matchmaking perspective on the front end to see if you really jive and click both ways, but having less formality, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's some, some level of professionalism and decorum and respect that, has been lost. that goes along with a little bit more of a formal approach. Right. Mm -hmm. And some of that kind of goes out the window. So, you know, again, I mean, you know, some people might love the, the lack of formality. I mean, I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, going on client visits and not having to wear a suit and tie every day or just being in the office and not having to wear a suit and a tie, you know, I will if I need to, and I'll right. throw, the, throw the sports kit on, but then I'll probably have the blue jeans with the 
work tennis shoe things that they have now from Cole Haunt. So, you know, um, that, that's been a game changer from a comfort perspective. Definitely love that. But, you know, there was something to be said for, um, you know, making sure that the resume process, like in the old days, people really did care about their resume, right? That was their representation. Now, maybe they cared a little too much because um, they had to go to Kinko's and buy a certain expensive type of paper. Did Did you do that? that? So you're not, okay, well, some people here are like, what? But, uh, you know, in the old days, we would get resumes mailed to us (laughs) um, or, you know, handed to us in a very formal uh, style um, presentation uh, that the fax machine changed everything, right? Then it was just going, you know, it was fax and then email after that. But um, again, rambling a little bit. Um, that's that's one way the business has changed. Is kind of that formality. Um, you with this with this LinkedIn Live thing. I mean, people really know what makes Taylor tick. So that's the positive aspect of kind of keeping it real and not having a lot of pretense, pomp, and circumstance. Right yeah. is really getting to know the individual at that core level right. and then seeing where there's alignment. So what do you, and I, we got a bunch of people commenting, Alex. So obviously right. Daryl, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Andrew goes, Cole Hahn or magic for the feet. Um, <clears throat> Alicia goes, little spritz of cologne on a resume goes a long way. Scented paper. <laughs> it's scented paper, Alicia. Yeah. Um, Shauna, Shauna, I think Faxter did something because she agreed. Daryl goes, off-white linen paper. Absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, Shauna with the jokes, cologne on the resume. I think that wins. We just, just lock it down now. Um, well, you know, you think about business cards are now going the way of the resume, right? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. took they, they held out a lot longer. And yep. at Baker, we prided ourselves on the really thick business cards. You know, you can yep. use them to slice steak. But, uh, you know, I can't remember the last time I've handed out a business card. So let me ask you this, Alex. So we talk about what's been lost, right? A little bit of respect, a little bit of um, just a professionalism. If So if I'm watching this and I'm a hiring manager, you've been in the industry for 20 plus years. I've been in it for 10 this year. What what What's some advice you would give to companies right now on evaluating to use a recruiting partner? And what if they're in another city? Right. So, so let's say, so let's say somebody watches this video from us in Charleston, South Carolina, and they're like, Hey, I like the vibe of Alex and Taylor. I want to use them. What is your recommendation to those companies that whether want to use us or somebody else fully remote and how to decipher how to use a good recruiting firm or what is a good recruiting firm? Well, you know, again, it's not rocket science and you can establish rapport and build a relationship, even if you're a thousand miles apart right. with intentionality. You know, are you defaulting to a, a phone call or text right. or email, or are you trying to set up Teams or Zoom meetings with your out of town candidates or clients? Right. You know, it's still the desire to see somebody, to, to see the nonverbals, to meet, you know, eye to eye, face to face. Right. Um, you know, to me, I think that still that matters to me. Right. right. And um, not to say you have to do that every time, but I think especially early on, as you're really trying to figure out who each other is, I, I think that's that's vital. Right. And. Um, you know, just setting setting realistic expectations on the front end and not bullshitting people, you know, yeah. I think that's another way that the, the job has stayed the same versus the way it's changed. Um you know, being a true advisor, true relationship, that means 
you're able to put your own interests to the side and really listen and hear what the client or the job seeker needs and wants so that you can figure out if you're going to be able to satisfy that. And then being honest and open about capabilities, right? And trying to, um, you know, advocate for them. But also part of that relationship is saying no or, or, you you know, disagreeing and being willing to have that healthy conversation, that healthy uh, confrontation, whatever you want to call it. So, so, so would you say it's almost a good recruiting partner would almost tell you know a lot more than you think they should? (laughs) Say that, say that a different way. I think I get what you're saying there. So that a, a good recruiting partner should be able to. Um, have healthy dialogue and push back on some things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you if you have the head bob like like yeah. the, the the yep yep sure uh huh yeah I got it I and mean, if you're seeing that continuously, they're either not listening or they're right. full of shit. Right. Absolutely. Pardon my French. Sorry. No, I love it. Uh, I love but, it. This, um, this is guidance but, counselor unhinged with, with Alex well, Nadell. Well, I don't I don't like to use too much profanity, but but I, I you know yeah I mean you're gonna you're gonna a, somebody, somebody that you trust right. is going to tell you, is going to shoot you straight. They're going to say it in a very professional, diplomatic way, probably not drop the S-bomb, but um, be willing to disagree with you and collaborate and work together yep. on what the right answer is, right? right. And, and it, you know, if you've been doing this long enough, you work for an organization that has a lot of expertise that you can leverage, then, you know, You've, you've got to be that talent advisor, that subject matter expert right. in all things hiring and staffing and consulting. And so um, you've got to have the confidence and the know-how to be able to advise your clients or else you're just a paper-pushing transactional staffing firm. And, and that's there are plenty of those out there. And, you know, there, there's a place for this. I mean, there are a lot of clients that they just want to see resumes. They have a VMS. You know, there's there's no client interaction or whatever else. And there's some job seekers who they just want a shotgun everywhere. And, and right. so they're, those two groups are a match made in heaven, right? Because right. their approaches are aligned. But I right. go back to, if you want to work with me as a customer or as a job seeker, here's the way I'm going to want to work. And if you don't want to work that way, you know, there's probably a better option or solution out there for you. Sure. Um, heck, there are, 50 times as many competitors now as there were 25 years ago. Right. Yeah. There's 50 times as much demand, a hundred times as much demand. So, you know, but I think at least at Vaco, you know, I, as the servant leader that I, that I am here in the national practice, you know, I feel like we've developed a culture of, again, developing that relationship and the partnership and the mentorship to be value added Right. Versus just being a middleman cog in the wheel, which, you know, I've got to be able to look in the mirror and get up out of bed excited about my job, too. I can't sure. just be, you know, this necessary evil middleman. I, I, you know, Correct. so I think for the relationship, you know, going both directions, you know, what is your value proposition? And, yeah. and um, you know, that's a way maybe it's changed. Competition has has created that. 25 years ago, there was a lot less competition. Right. And so people could get away with a lot more. Uh, they were just not, maybe not as good in a yeah. lot of ways. And, and that yeah. possibly gave the staffing industry a bad name. Uh, I think some of that healthy competition has evolved us Correct. into the solution experts that we are. So last question, 
last question. And then again, just some comments coming in. Um, Andrew goes, do you miss the handshake? Yes. Um, I, I like I'm, the fist bump. It's, fist bump. it's a little yeah, more yeah. clean. I'm, I'm sort of OCD and but I do like the fist bump. Yeah. That yeah. works. Or the uh, elbow, Casey, the foot. Casey whatever. goes, uh, Oh, I like that. Some pushback guidance is collaboration. Loving the insight this morning. Yeah. Again. Right. I mean, I think, I, I think you need to be able to, as a job seeker or as a hiring manager need to push back on recruiters and be like, Hey, why are you doing this? Right. I tell all of my cans that I deal with, if you do not like a process or something I'm doing, please ask me questions. I will tell you why I'm doing it. I think a lot of times people can't explain why we do things a certain way. Um, and then um, obviously Chitra talked about networking. Taylor got started me networking, got a Michelle. Before I talked to people I went to work with, uh, this networked has helped me learn a lot more. I appreciate that, teacher. Um, so so last question for you, Alex, as we wrap up this morning again, um, if y'all have any questions for Alex on on just the, the 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 journey of the recruiting industry or how to navigate the the job search. I mean, Alex is one of the vets um, and he absolutely has some great insight. But the last question for you, Alex, and I, I've, I ask everybody in the staffing world this is, give me some sort of idea of the job market we are in right now. Like comparatively to what you've seen in 20 years, how would you describe it? What's happening? <clears throat> what should job seekers keep in mind? What should just give me kind of just a yeah. Alex yeah, yeah. lay of the land? So, as you know, I'm a geek, correct? One hundred Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, fan, big Star and Wars guy, big time. And you know, Spaceballs was was a uh, a spinoff or a satire uh, Mel Brooks special. So anyhow, came out in the early '90s. Um, I've they had I've never seen it. So yeah, I, th th that does not surprise me. But Correct. they had a a form of warp drive called ludicrous speed. Okay, so that's where we're at. We are in ludicrous speed, and and I don't really, you know, part of that is from pent up uh, pent up demand out of COVID yeah. and everything else. But I don't see it slowing down in the near future. You know, I mean, I know we've got the variant kicking up and we've got other stuff, but. Um, you know, I think enough companies have, have adopted the remote or know how to put the on-site on pause or whatever. Right. We, we figured some workarounds. So ludicrous, ludicrous speed is probably here to stay for the foreseeable future. But don't get caught up in just doing things faster for the sake of trying to keep up. You know, right. sometimes you've got to slow down to speed up. And, and so, you know, take, take a breath kick back, really do some soul searching, think about where you're trying to go. You know, oh, I can make 30 grand more if I throw my hat in the ring for this company, know nothing about them. They're completely, you know, funded by, you know, who knows yeah. what, uh, Bitcoin or something. And, and yeah. so, you know, just, I mean, if you have a high risk tolerance, great. In your, you know, early in your career, that might be the perfect time to do that. But um, I, I just think, you know, as, as the world speeds up, you know, life is getting faster. Um, there's more information coming at you, information overload. Right. You know, just because you're, you're in ludicrous speed, it doesn't mean that you personally have to be frenetic and neurotic and, and just running all over the place. You know, you still have a very um, well thought through plan of attack. Right. Again, aligning with some key talent advisors that can help you navigate that. Right. Um, 
you know, and then the other thing I'd say is, um, you know, don't over leverage yourself. Uh, you know, I, I've been through the dot com boom and bust. I've been through the mortgage crisis meltdown. You know, I've been through COVID. So, um, you know, every five, 10 years, there is something that's an outlier that's going to happen. So, uh, but that's, that's more just general advice for anybody, you know, probably financial advice, right? But yep. right now, all the money's being dumped into technology companies and, you know, developers especially are making ludicrous money to go along with ludicrous speed. And, and that can be, that can be dangerous, you know, it can be a slippery yep. slope. So um, I, I think, you know, end of the day, it's that self-reflection in your career journey that comes first and then right. calculated risk along the way. I love that. And say with companies that. and hiring, hiring managers, you know, yeah. when to hire, who to hire, when do you go after that um, blue chip prospect? You know, it, it's, it's all kind of tied together. I love that. I love that. All right, y'all. Well, that's it. Thank that's all. Come on, there. man. I've got so much more. So much more. So much more. <laughs> y'all, thank you again uh, for hanging out with us this morning. Great questions. Great comments. Matt Driggers. What's up, big dog? Hope you're doing well. Um, and uh, Alicia, what's the next one? What is the next one? I don't know what the next one is. Um, y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Alex, thank you again for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Enjoyed um, it. And uh, y'all have a great hump day. <laughs>